You're listening to a Tiger Hall podcast. For more interviews with many of the world's most inspiring business leaders, uploaded daily, download Tiger Hall from the App Store or Google Play. In corporate life, it's well known that stories have an impact on how we sell, inspire, and motivate. Research shows that stories are 22 times more memorable than facts alone. Whether it's for clients, staff, or executives, professionals need to master the art of storytelling. But so often, corporate stories just fall flat. Hi, I'm Andrea Abate. I've had years of experience in sales and sales enablement in top tech companies, including LinkedIn. I'm also a former actress and writer. Throughout my corporate career, I've always impressed on salespeople the importance of good storytelling when pitching to clients and trying to inspire them to action. So today, we're going to take some theatrical inspiration from one of the best storytellers of all time, Disney. You may be asking, what does Disney have to do with corporate storytelling? I'll tell you, just about everything. What Disney has mastered for almost a century is taking audiences, young and old, on a captivating journey. They create characters and plots that are memorable, there's a moral of the story that sticks with you for a long time. Think back, and I guarantee you can recall at least one Disney film that you can retell the story of even today. What creates the recall is the emotional journey that the story takes you on. And this is the goal of corporate storytelling, too. So let's put corporate storytelling on hold and focus in on what makes Disney stories so memorable and what can you learn to improve your corporate storytelling too. I'm going to take you through the architecture of stories, whether it's for film or theater that you can apply to your corporate storytelling for whatever the purpose. So step one, you need to determine two things up front. And it's not what you think it would be. The two key components are, number one, the moral, the so what of your story. Think about Disney. Be yourself, never stop trying, etc. Right? What do you want your listener to take away from the story you're telling? The second thing you need to determine is the hero. As in, who does your audience identify with? If you think about it, there's a reason little girls tend to love Disney films because often the hero of the story is a young princess. So once you know the so what and who the story is about, it's time to get into the story architecture. Step one is setting the scene. This is your context, your background. So let's think about a classic Disney film to take us through, Frozen. If you haven't seen Frozen, Google the plot. I am going to end up giving a lot away, but it's a great example of a Disney story told well. And what I'll do is explain what the components are from Frozen that you can then apply to your corporate stories. So setting the scene. In Frozen, what do we know at the start of the story? There's two little princesses, their sisters. One has magic powers where she freezes things by mistake. Parents, king and queen, try to mitigate that, but she has trouble controlling herself. We don't know a lot more, like how did she get these magic powers, or who are the grandparents, or exactly where is this kingdom? But if you think about it, we actually don't need to. 
This is the first sand trap where many corporate storytellers tend to fall flat. Storytellers get lost in the weeds of too much context. So, much like the story of Frozen, think to yourself, how much background information on the situation or the context does your listener really need to grasp the story to come? If it's ancillary, if it's a nice-to-have, bin it, because actually nothing is more boring than an overly exhaustive preamble. So, once you've set the necessary context, it's time for the critical event. The critical event is the thing that actually instigates the story to be told. Effectively, even though this is step two, this is really the start of the story, where the initial conflict or challenge actually begins. Let's think about Frozen for a minute. Can anybody guess what the critical event is in Frozen? All right, I'll tell you. It's actually when the king and queen die, when the princess's parents die in a shipwreck. Now, this is about five minutes into the film, so technically not the beginning beginning of the story, but the first five minutes is actually mostly just your context, right? That is the setting the scene. The critical event is when the parents die, where then the young princesses are on their own. What are they going to do? How are they going to manage? Is Elsa going to be able to control her magic? We're all of a sudden curious to find out what happens next. So for you corporate storytellers, the critical event in your story is the key challenge your customer or team or executive was faced with, right? So enough context to help them understand why this challenge is so key, and the rest of the story takes us on the journey of what do they do to overcome it. So step three now is rising action. This is about 80% of the content of Disney movies. This is the journey. We have enough context. We've been faced with that critical event. And now our characters unfold. The story unfolds. And in great storytelling, this is when we care. So in Frozen, this is where we see... Elsa's coronation, she opens the door and the bad guys enter, Anna meets the evil Prince Hans, thinks she's going to marry him, Elsa loses control over her powers and freezes Arendelle, Elsa flees, Anna and this guy Kristoff and this magic snowman Olaf go out and find her, Kristoff and Anna meet the wood gnomes and kind of fall in love, Elsa takes ownership of her powers by building an ice castle, you know, this is the part where actually all the good songs happen. And actually, this is where corporate stories really fall short. Corporate storytellers just skip over this part and go right from here was the challenge to so here's what ended up happening. But as a corporate storyteller, you need the buildup. You need that emotional journey. You need to get your listener to care about what happens next. This is how the climax and the outcome become more memorable. And if you think about any great Disney film, the majority of the action is rising. So what does it rise to? Step four, the climax. This is the epitome of tension. Not the resolution, like some people think, but actually, if think about it this way, if your story ended here, your audience would be left with a total cliffhanger. Back to our friends at Frozen, what happens in this climax Elsa accidentally freezes Anna, and her heart stops. Can true love help? Dun-dun-dun. Now, we swiftly move on to step five, which is falling action. This is how the climax gets resolved. 
and it's actually usually pretty quick. So what happens in Frozen? Elsa hugs her sister, thaws her out, Arendelle's unfrozen, Hans and the other baddies are arrested and evicted. It's actually a pretty swift course of action that explains, so here's how the key challenge resolved itself. As a corporate storyteller, especially if you're in sales, this is how our company or our platform or this solution helped this client solve it. So the majority of the story is actually not about how the problem got solved. The majority of the story is actually about how did the problem get to be so big so that by the time the problem gets solved, we actually care that it happened. Which then leads us on to step six, which is our outcome. This is the end of our story. And they all lived happily ever after. In Frozen, Elsa is now queen. Anna and Kristoff are in love. The townspeople are happy. The sisters, reunited, promise to keep the gates of Arendelle open forever. It's usually less than five minutes of an entire two-hour film. But the only reason we feel relieved that the outcome is what it is, is because we took the time to build towards that climax. So when you're telling your corporate story, resist the urge to go from, here's a ton of context, into this was the challenge, into here was the outcome. It's actually the top of that bell curve from rising action, maximizing at climax, and then decelerating at falling action that takes that audience on its journey. And finally, the moral of the story. If your story is well-crafted, you actually shouldn't have to say this. In fact, most Disney films don't actually articulate their moral. The moral is made clear by the woven themes throughout the story. So if your story is well-crafted, you might not have to say it, but you might decide you'd like to double back at the end. So therefore... This is why you should never give up. Therefore, this is why you should always be yourself, right? So if you start with the moral and the hero, it should be made apparent by the end. So we've talked a lot about Frozen, and we've seen the architecture of a story. So let's put this into practice. Let's use a corporate example. Uh, For now, let's say Product X is selling to Acme Co., okay? So Product X, that's the company selling. Acme Co. is the customer. Let's go through a story. Step one, setting the scene. Due to COVID, there became a really, really tight talent market. The great reshuffle meant candidates were being more choosy than ever. Critical event. Acme Co. had a huge digital transformation project about to kick off, and they really, really struggled to hire a head of IT rising action. Acme Co. posted the job on job boards, got a ton of volume candidates, but really low quality. Their recruiting staff were under huge pressure from line managers and leadership. Their compensation wasn't as competitive as other larger tech companies, and they were battling some bad reviews on Glassdoor. The recruitment team was totally overwhelmed. You notice how much more information there was in rising action than scene setting and critical event? This is the ratio you should go after. Now, the climax. The transformation project was about to go on hold if they couldn't find a new leader. Now think about it, guys. If you stopped here, wouldn't your client want to know the end of the story? So let's tell them what happened. Falling action. 
this is where you as a salesperson come in. So the head of recruitment at Acme Co. decided to purchase product X, which gave them access to the widest network of talent outside the traditional job boards. They were able to market their employer brand and highlight great employee stories about what it was like to work there. They were able to reach out to headhunt top talent and manage their pipeline more efficiently. So guys, when you're in the sales mode, your solution or product is part of the falling action. What did your client do to resolve their problem? But again, the hero of the story is not you as the salesperson and not your product or solution, but it is the client that has the problem that's trying to solve it. Now, finally, the outcome. Acmeco managed to hire a top IT director from one of the big four tech firms who was really impressed with the approach. The transformation project launched last year and doubled company profits. So what's the moral of the story? It's buy our stuff, which you're not going to say to the client because the way your story has been so artfully architected, it makes it really, really clear that the hero of the story in whom your client that you're speaking to as a salesperson can identify had a really big problem, similar to the problem that your customer is facing, really, really struggled to find a solution without using your stuff, but then decided to purchase it, which gave them the opportunity to succeed. So the hero of the story is still them. The product is what created the resolution to the climax. So my recommendation when crafting your professional story for sales or even internal purposes is to actually chart out the different components, starting with the hero and the moral, the moral usually being buy our stuff, the hero, whoever it is that is the equivalent to the person you're speaking to, and then chart out, setting the scene, avoiding too much preamble, too much context unnecessarily the critical event, the core problem or challenge they're looking to solve, the rising action, what they did to try to solve that problem, the climax, the oh my God moment, the falling action, what they did, hopefully with your solution, and then the outcome, what ended up happening. So corporate storytellers, in order to do this well, you're going to need to take some time to prepare. Disney films sometimes take years to create with many, many script revisions. So craft your story, build your story arc, use each of the headings we've discussed in this podcast today to outline your story just like a script writer would do for a Disney storyboard. Try it out. See how it goes. See how it lands. Rehearse. Revise. It's probably going to take a few versions and a few different heroes to really resonate with the different audiences you're talking to. And hey, not every story is a winner. If your story doesn't land, that's okay too. It's a creative process of trial and error. So if it's not a good one, don't sweat it. Just let it go.